Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Control Group. For you, we have another episode of The Cinders of Winter, a Powered by the Apocalypse hat created by Andrew Medeiros. When we last left our Westerosi tribe, Marla Corbray was just accused of treason. Silas Oakhart had won the tournament and is offered a free boon from the Greater Houses. Rogvir the Red was on the lamb, and Regal Sunswalter found himself in laps where he should be. Uh-oh. My name is Dennis, and I am your GM, or Grand Meister, for today, and with me I have... Marcus, I play Malico Bray at Galvin Stone. Nicholas Hatch, I play Silas Oakhart and Phineas Sam. Uh, my name's Hadley Singer, and I play Regal Sunswelter and Rogvir the Red. We start today deep in the catacombs of King's Landing. Underneath the rebuilt castle, we find ourselves amongst cells, a damp, dark, barely illuminated hallway with cobblestone still from the old wreckage of the caved-in basement floor of the castle. We see rusted wrought iron bars holding empty cells except one, where we find a large brown door with a small window hole with a few iron bars covering it. And behind that door sits Marla Corbray. Marla, you hear a knock at the door before two King's Landing guards step in, followed by Robin Aaron. Robin Aaron steps in, and he waves off the two King's Landing guards, and they go and stand right outside of the door on the other side. So it's just you and Robin Aaron. Where's Marla sitting in her cell? Um, on the cot. Robin walks like half the distance of the room, so he's still a good ten feet away from you, but he, he finds a, a sconce and uses a torch to light it. As you kind of, he, he illuminates himself to you. He kind of posts up against one of the, the beams in the room. Sir Aaron, I wish I could say I was surprised. I wish I could say the same, my dear. As long as our houses have been linked up, I could never think that the Corbrays would ever betray the Aarons. That's unthinkable, madame. And what proof do you have? He reaches into his coat, pulls out that letter with the Corbray seal on it, with your signature on the bottom. One of my scouts was able to procure this letter. It relays all the details of a planned attack against my house in the Vale, and for an assassination attempt for my life at this very tournament. At first, I didn't think it was you. It couldn't possibly... Somehow the name was forged, or your stamp steel stolen, but after you nominating me for the tournament, and what with all these poisonings going around, I... I had to believe. How childish. So because of this, you've decided to imprison me without trial. Because of some slip of paper you've discovered. Your trial is upcoming, don't worry. It'll be very, very soon. We're going to have to expedient most of the process due to the new 
movings around in the great houses. Uh, I just came to try to make sense of it all, you know? He gets closer and closer to you. To try to, I don't know, help you out of your situation. I'm a forgiving man. Of course. I'll, uh, what can I tell about the letter? Or can I hold it, or... As you attempt to grab out for it, he, like, quickly reels it back away from you. <laughs> I'm sorry, this will be used in your trial as he slips it back into his coat pocket. What do I know about this situation? Oh, he's, um, he hasn't laid it all on the line, so if you wanted to read a person or... Okay. Have I ever seen this letter before? Oh, no, not in your life. Okay. But but you do recognize that it is your personal stamp seal on it. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, you know what? No, I'm gonna try and convince him to tell me everything okay. about this. Well, Sir Aaron, a, light, a knight such as yourself wouldn't want any injustices committed here. If you could explain to me the entirety of the situation, then I could deal with it to the best of my ability. Are you attempting to manipulate an NPC? Yeah. All right, then roll plus grace. Damn it. All right, I got an eight. <laughs> With an eight. It's obvious you're trying to get the full story in some blackmail against Robin. And even he can sense that. Uh, so he ends up sitting next to you on your cot. <sighs> I could tell you everything you need to know, help you in your situation, make all of this go away, dear Marla. Because you know... My offer still stands. Yes, that's quite clear, Sir Aaron. It was quite clear that we would be entering into some sort of situation like this as soon as myself and my family rose up. But I thought that you would have much greater honor and respect for the veil than to immediately turn on one of your own allied families. Now, I could see that you would, of course, be using this as some sort of tool to continue our past arrangement that we spoke of. He jolts up. I thought you would have more honor than to have some of my closest knights slain. I... I thought I could trust you with everything, Marla. But you intend to keep playing the same old games. And sometimes, Marla, you lose. Is this truly your move, Saran? Is this how you achieve happiness? You and I marry because of some sort of strange blackmail attempt, and then we're happy forever? Is that truly your plan? Well, it'll either work, or you'll be strung up by tomorrow morning. Now, whichever option you choose is fine with me. We, we shall wait and see. He, he's got, like, his back to you, and he kind of turns his head over his shoulder. I truly did love you, Marla. I'm sorry things had to go this way. Don't let him get the last word. <laughs> <laughs> I love nothing but the veil. And through all of my actions, you will see that. It's like, it's he, like a he nods <laughs> and walks back out, yeah. I love nothing so much as the van, like under your name, like a picture of your character. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it says when you like finish the BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, there's a winter character yeah. you get. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Robin leaves, and the guards 
track down the halls, and you listen as the footsteps slowly pitter-patter away, until another set of footsteps begin walking closer and closer to your door, to which you hear a small rapping at your door, but you don't see anything through the little barred window that's on the door. I mean, I can't open the door, right? Um... (laughs) Uh, the rapping gets a little more stern and expedient. Is it Galvin? Yeah, it's Galvin. <laughs> okay. Is that what you said? Is it Galvin? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, can he open the door? Um, he can attempt to, if you want to roll for that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what do I roll for that? I'm gonna have Galvin roll to defy danger. I guess I got a seven. <laughs> <laughs> With a seven, Galvin attempts to uh, unlock the comedically sized lock on the other side of the door. Some tools in his kit, uh, to which we switch to his perspective and we see two more guards who are doing their rounds coming back down the hallway. Oh. And Galvin realizes that yes, he can either get this lock open but there's more chance to get caught or you guys can exchange a few words and he can run off without getting caught. So I'll give that choice. Yeah. To you. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk real quick. And, uh, so Gavit says, well, it was worth a try, my lady. Don't worry. We'll remain at ease as we know that the truth will win out. We'll continue as our, our usual plan and see everything that you can find. About Lord Aaron. And of course the other houses as well. Okay, does does Galvin have any information about this? Uh, Galvin, much like Rogvir, kind of split after the fight. And he knows he's probably a little more wanted. Even though that you're imprisoned for this crime, they're still not 100% sure if Marla was the one who committed the two murders. You're like, for sure in there for treason. The two murders are just being tacked onto you. And so are the poisonings right now. So Galvin's been kind of on the lam, hiding out in King's Landing. Um, so yeah, Galvin will, will now have a clearer motive to look around for stuff. Okay, yeah, so the, yeah, they'll just confer on information real quick, and then he'll slink back off into the night. And then, you know, the knights cross by Marla's door, and as Marla is, like, still so close to the the door at that point, they're just like, what are you looking at? And then I just, like, turn my head. Um, and keep my nose up. Very disrespectful for them to treat me this way. (laughs) I am royalty, but whatever. We find ourselves at another chateau. In the chateau, we find ourselves in a room. Table talk. Hadley, how much sex do you want to (laughs) roleplay? We can cut to the very end, or we can go full hog. I don't care. (laughs) Let's just cut to the end. I do not want to go full hog. As much as the audience would love to see me go full hog, I'm just going to skip right to the end. I've been watching Community with the first time for Jess, um, and we just got through Advanced Dungeons and Dragons and that scene where Annie and Abed have to... Oh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> we cut back to this bedroom and the Sunswelter Chateau, where we find... Rhaegal Sunswelter, under a fine linen sheet... And also barely covered up because it's Game of Thrones. So, you know, titties out. Um, We find Elena Forrester. Um, After both have been 
entranced in the throes of passion. Uh, she sits with her her finger tracing the hair on Rigal's chest. Rigal, what's your sex move? I'm looking for that right now. Um, it is... He, like, rubs her back and, like, pulls her hair <laughs> with the other hand. <laughs> He's, like, known for that move. Gain a string on them, and they gain a string on you. Choose whether you gain the condition captivated. Oh, awesome. Are you captivated by I don't them? think so. Oh, damn. That's fucked. It says you can choose if they have that as well. So what would the um? What would the benefits of captivated be? Uh, you just think they're beautiful, like you're you're infatuated with her. Like, is this a real thing, or is this just a a, a tooted and booted? Oh know? my god, uh, <laughs> man. I think I think for him it's a. I mean, for lack of better words, it's a tooted and booted. <laughs> I don't like those words. <laughs> I don't like them either. But Dennis is the one who offered them, so. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Let me do something a bit more PG. How about a pump it and dump it? Um. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> oh, damn. All right, some variation of that. So, Elena is, you know, tracing the hair on your chest, Regal, as you're, like, squirming away from her finger, uh, trying to get out of here. <laughs> it sees me putting on 90s clothes, being like, I gotta go to the dentist. <laughs> uh, you you kind of quickly get out of bed and put your trousers back on. You you don't have to leave. I uh, have important business to attend to. Um, ever since the um, attack on my sister's life and all the Can events you tell that have <laughs> yes, I'm telling her that, uh, and the events that have unfolded in the past few hours it is best that I get on with my day I I hope you're not I hope that you're not thinking that what happened between us is wrong I this isn't an uncommon occurrence between myself to to take lovers I mean Roderick after his accident at the the red wedding he is um unable to you know oh no Luckily, we were able to sire Will. She, Wilfred, truly is an an angel gifted by the Maker. Yeah, this isn't a, a weird thing, and it doesn't have to be. No. No, I didn't think it would either. All right, well then, um... Awkward. <laughs> well, I'll see you around as she's, like, putting her dress kind of back on. Uh, catch you later. And I'd give her finger guns. <laughs> you give her this finger crossbows. <laughs> finger crossbows. As you go to leave the room, Regal, you're stunned to see a figure right outside of the door who is just about to knock on the door. Um, oh no! <laughs> you see Rockveer covered in twigs oh, and fuck. leaves and mud. He's obviously he's been through it for the past couple of hours. As Rogvir looks in uh, to see you still, like, putting your shirt on, and then Elena's still getting dressed, he kind of puts it together. <laughs> what a fucking creep, am I right? I'm going to look at uh, Lady Forrester, and I'm going to be like, all right, well, uh, I have a business to attend to, and I'm going to look at Rogvir. 
and I'm gonna, I'm gonna like gesture for him with my head, like get the fuck out, come back in when I'm ready and dressed. Uh, <laughs> Rockveer like still staring, like breaks his trance, and then like heads further into the hallway where you're able to like close the door and step on the other side with him in this hallway. And I, I look at him. Uh, okay, table talk. What exactly did Rogvier see last time? Oh no, uh, he dropped on John Aaron and uh, someone else. Oh from yes, my family. he he got all the information about John Robin. Robin. John's very dead. John was dead before the show dead started. For seasons, man. <laughs> That's it. Just feels weird. To be the first show Robin starts Aaron with John Aaron dying. <laughs> I know. I like him. I miss him. <laughs> Robin never does anything in the show, so I'm not going to talk that much. Like. Rogvier overheard Scylla, one of Marla's handmaidens, her closest handmaiden, um, and Robin, and the fact that Scylla stole Marla's stamp seal to help forge the letter. And the letter, do, so Rogvier doesn't know what that letter's for or who it's going to, do they? No, no, no. He was too busy trying to drop out of the tree and attack Robin Aaron. <laughs> Trying to steal that letter. <laughs> Trying to steal that letter. That's yeah. right. Um, I I remember that. Okay, Regal is going to like have a conversation with him about like like what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Um, and I think would Rogvier, I think Rogvier would want to tell him about that about what just what about that 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 had happened. But of course, it comes out all nonsensical. So he's uh he probably says the letter, the letter, the stamp, and the letter. <laughs> So he's going to look at him, and uh, Regal's going to be like, what could you possibly be talking about? And I think Rogvier, uh, I think Rogvier is then going to, like, shift, like, desperately, like like a chill that almost runs through the room. And he's going to uh, talk about, and he's going to, and he's going to tell him, uh, what, what exactly, was it like he was drawn and quartered? Like, what was... <laughs> no, he was, he was being choked, was what he got from that. He was, um, there was a rope breaking off, and one of the strands choking off one of the the other strands of the rope he's gonna say um the thread it's too thin too fast too quick uh i'd like i'd like to roll to observe a person um to see if he if to see if he understands at all what he's talking about yeah perfect roll plus sense plus two perfect i got a 10 um So I think he understands that uh, um, that Rogvier is talking about his own death. Um, I don't think he quite understands how he's like he's obviously talking about something very grim. So I think um, he's gonna <laughs> Lady Forrester, Lady Forrester, still in the room. Yeah, she's still in the room, and she's like just finishing putting on her dress. God, how long does it take to put on a dress? It's medieval um, times. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's medieval. Uh, I guess you're right. There's probably like a million buttons and shit like that. Um, <laughs> I don't like Regal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like Regal either. But here we are. <laughs> not not as like, oh man, I'm sick of playing this guy. But <laughs> more like, ah, oh, dude, this guy stinks. Um, <laughs> with also with your ten plus, I'm also gonna give you something, Hadley. Uh, Regal is kind of freaking out, uh, because, like, even though he's fine with Elena being able to take lovers, like, it shouldn't get out. Like, this is also another thing that the Sunswalter house doesn't need to deal with during these peace talks, oh. you know? 
Fuck. Okay. So you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with Rogvir at some point about what he saw. Oh shit. Okay. I think in that case, what's one of those moves? There's a good move here. You want to shut him down? Why did they pick? Why did I pick Daredevil? Fuck me. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna look at him and uh, yeah, you know what? Shutting him down would probably be a good way because I don't think I'm gonna shut him up. Next thing I need is for Rogvir to say anything about this. So, shut him down, what would that be? Uh, you're gonna roll plus... Will. Six. Fuck. Mark, mark experience. Um, okay. <laughs> as Regal is trying to struggle with the, the freaking out Rogvir, Rogvir's condition that he still has of doomed um, is starting to take over. And Rogvir kind of still mumbling everything, you know, he's just like, The strings! Uh, the 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 bird that flies over the moon. You and Lady Forrester. And he just kind of walks off, just mumble shouting things to himself before you can really get a grip on him. Oh, great. Fucking great. <laughs> I created a monster. <laughs> a monster that um, you might have to deal with at some point. As you notice, on the floor below you is Rogvir's trusty garage. What? He dropped it? Alright, I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna I'm gonna like sneak after him. Like attempt to like come up and go up to him. We we watch as Regal you chase after Rogvir, but as you turn a corner, Rogvir is suddenly gone. He's out of eyesight. You look around outside of the chateau, uh, but you don't even see him then, and head off to do whatever you wanted to do that day. Meanwhile, back in the Sunswelter Chateau we see the Lord of House Forester, Roderick, and Lady Jaina, the head of House Sunswelter, sitting on a nice little veranda speaking to each other, solidifying the terms of the new alliance between House Sunswelter and House Forester. Well, I could see no easier way to do this but a marriage. I know it seems kind of old ways to do, but marriages usually help houses. And I would be no prouder to bring the north of Westeros closer to the people of Essos, as Jaina nods solemnly. I agree, but I wish not to tie myself to any man. But I do know that my brother, Regal, he is... He is available, and he does owe me some favors. Oh, that's perfect. We'll marry your brother, Regal, to my daughter, Wilfred. Oh, no. Ew! Ah! <laughs> hey, Variables. It's Dennis. Like what you're hearing? Then follow us at ctrlpod on Twitter. Or you can email us, controlgrouppod at gmail. Give us suggestions. Let us know how we're doing. We just want to grow. You can also become a Patreon now. You can go to patreon.com slash controlgroup. Your donations will help us create a website where we can put all the games we test and let indie devs just explore and find new things along with players. The specific tiers allow you to get shoutouts on the show, messages read by your favorite characters, and that uh, pesky secret third episode of Estomagosi Corazones. Well, you should probably get back to listening. I don't want to keep you that long.
Love you. We we then cut to a great hall within the King's Landing castle, where we see the leaders of the great houses all standing around, with a few men from each house as well. We also find Silas Oakhart there as well, amongst the great houses, standing before them. As Edmure Tully speaks up, uh, we watch as Robin Aaron also enters the room a little late, having done some business earlier. Well, um, although a little bit anticlimactic, you have won the tournament, Silas, so um, it is up to us to provide to you a boon. So what is it you wish, Sir Oakhart? I thank you, Your Grace, though I do feel it an imprudent time. Should we not continue the investigation? Gendry kind of sits up in his chair a little bit more. You'll find that uh, when it comes to King's Landing, you've got to juggle multiple balls in the air. It's never so <laughs> so cut and dry as, oh, let's do this one thing and then let's move on to the next. Great leadership is about being able to handle all the problems of the land. That is why we, the Great Houses, came together. Yes, my lord. And it is to that effect that it is for that reason that I ask of you this, that the Reach, the Oakhart family, such as it is, as all people of the Reach, under the shade of the, my mighty oak, that we might be elevated to one of the great houses, uh, in return as, as, as members that, uh, of, a, of, a, of the noble houses that keep this fair country safe and see to the safeguarding of its future. This I humbly ask of you. You watch them as they nod, and then beginning looking to each other. Edmure then speaks up again. We shall put it to a formal vote, then. Um, so for the mechanics of this, I'm going to do this in a fun mechanical way, I think. You're going to roll oh, off shit. for these votes, <laughs> depending on your ah, relationships yeah. Love it. with these people. <laughs> Luckily, since you've buddied buddied so hard with Dox and Yara, you've already Hell got yeah. two successes. <laughs> no matter what, those two votes are going to be a yes. So you just need to win the favor of Robin, Edmir, and Gendry. Um, so I guess we'll we'll start rolling with Gendry, um, and then I'm going to have you roll plus Grace. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got a five. <laughs> it starts off with, you know, Dox and Yara explaining the reasons for their yes vote. Wait, shit, that's a six. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's still a failure. So... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> How can he save this? You know, Dox explains, um, while we are not too familiar with the Reach and these Oakheart people, I do trust Ruthelius Sand, and if he is willing to champion these great people, I think they should be a great house. And then Yara goes, All I really care about is having fun, and I've had no more fun than I've ever had in my life than at the Oakhart Chateau. I vote yes. Silas will give her a, a, a wink. <laughs> Genji Baratheon stands up from his seat, towering over the table and the rest of the party around. 
While I wish I would have been able to battle you in this tournament, I still have some questions about your poison blade and your honor. So for my vote, I shall abstain. As he sits back down. Um, and next up, I want you to roll to see if you can curry favor from Robin Aaron. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Fuck. With a one. <laughs> oh, Robin's obviously got his mind somewhere else. He's like not even looking at you or everyone else of the Great House Council. Um, he's like biting one of his nails and he's very jittery um, as he looks back and he's like, oh, um, I'm sorry I wasn't able to interact with the Oakheart House either. I shall also abstain. As his mind is definitely somewhere else. Silas is going to take note of Robin's seeming lack of interest. <laughs> and then finally, <laughs> we'll leave it up to the main man. Let's see if you can curry favor with Edmund Tully. Come on, bro. I've been trying so hard since I got here to curry favor with this bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Fuck! With a three, we watch as Edmure Tully... He's, he's thinking, he's really mulling it over. You have, you have talked with him a bit. So I'd like you to make one last attempt here. I'm gonna have you... Do you have any strings against anyone on the the Great House Council? Uh, they all have strings with me. Uh, <laughs> but no. Ophelius does. Ophelius has a string with Edmure. But... Then I'll say, um, at this point, Ruthelius walks in. Oh, okay. As they're deciding. And we can see that he's, like, a little flustered. He's sweatier than you've ever seen him in his weird, wrinkly skin. He's got dry skin that lives in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> we watch him walk in after doing whatever business he must have been doing. Excuse me. No, that's not the right word. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Better done. Excuse the interruption, lords. I apologize for my absence. I would like to speak on behalf of Lord Urquhart. Um, yes, uh, 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 of course, you, you championed him, uh, you know, his benefactor, I'd like to hear your words, uh, Edmer says as he's obviously struggling to come to a decision. I may not have been here at the beginning of these proceedings, but I know, and Silas has confided with me what he would ask of the great houses, and I know that his strength can be as imposing as it is threatening. I know that people may be uh, intimidated by Lord Orcard, when really they should be comforted by his inability, his will, his, 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 <laughs> his indomitable will that allows him to be ever the victor. And is that not someone that deserves to be on the Great House? Is that not someone who we need in this time of change and turmoil? And as you have seen, that the, that the lands governed by the Great House are not as safe as we would like them to be. Do we not need a man of valor and victory 
such as Silas Elkhart? That is all, my lords. Um, for the hype, I'd like you to roll plus grace to manipulate an NPC for me using Ruth Elias's stats. Oh, okay, manipulate. Okay, yep. I can. I can. Roll, I can roll with that. <laughs> uh, uh, I can do that. <laughs> Silas is not graceful. He's so big. <laughs> Six. But wait, but it's Edmure, right? So can I spread it? I spend a string. <laughs> yes, you can. All right. <laughs> um, at the end of the speech, Ruthelius like is definitely like winking and nodding at Edmure, you know, uh, to play on his strings. And at first, he doesn't seem like too thrown. Edmure's heard a lot of big talk uh, ever since the sacking of King's Landing. Um, but remembering the little memories that you have, I think you have, as far as Ruthelius goes, have shown him the most respect, at least to his face, uh, that Edmure's has received in a while. So with that... I was slobbing that uh, knob. <laughs> Edmure stands up and shouts, Silas Oakhot and the Oakhot family, welcome to the Council of Great Houses. Silas is, is, is going to look like he's about to cry. <laughs> but, but he doesn't. <laughs> he's like, ugh! And uh, he's going to look to Rufelius, and Rufelius is not smiling. <laughs> yes. We actually follow Rufelius as everyone's kind of commiserating and congratulating Sir Who the fuck's commiserating? <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> we follow Rufelius through the halls of King's Landing and down the streets until we find him at a seemingly new household. It doesn't seem to be one of the chateaus. It seems to be a resident of King's Landing. As we watch Ruthelius come in, we find him entering a room. We see the three vipers who had recently fought with Galvin Stone, Roger the Red. Naked, tied to chairs, bound and gagged. Bleeding from small wounds all over their bodies. Contusions, bruises as they're squirming and struggling, half-conscious. We watch as Ruthelius enters the room. Ruthelius uh, goes immediately to uh, a nearby table where we see his, uh, where we see a very ornate, ornate dagger that we haven't seen before. And he just plunges it into the chest of one of them. (laughs) It's definitely the one that was hurt the most, Um, so he was struggling before the torture. As we watch his head slump over, one of the Dornish men kind of freaks out a bit more, while the other gets more stoic, I guess? The one that was, like, fully untouched from the battle, uh, kind of resigns to his fate. Uh, Raphaelius is going to look to the other two and say, It seems we've won the day after all. No thanks to you. <laughs> They're bounding gags, so... He's gonna... He's gonna hold the dagger to the throat of one of the, the one that was freaking out, and then mm-hmm. with his other hand, undo the gag of the one who was more stoic. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I apologize. Beg for your life. Why should uh, I let you live? Sir Sand, I have fought honorably for you and your cause. I have kept all of your secrets. I I, I, will, I will tie up every Strange loose for you a dying man. To remind, un, r- remind the one who holds his life in his hands of his secrets. <laughs> You're right, sir. I, I, I am sorry. 
but uh, we will we will capture that goddamn water dancer, <laughs> and we'll we'll blame all of the all of the poisonings on him. Rufellus gets an idea, <laughs> and he uh, goes to his pocket and pulls out his little vial of poison. This poison. <laughs> Uh, and then he's going to take it and pour it into the eye of the <laughs> of the one who's like struggling. Uh, <laughs> um, and then he's then he's going to uh, use the rest of the poison, pour it on his blade, um, and then say, "Thank you for your service," and slice the throat of the the, the last one. <laughs> like right before he slices throat, he like nods, thinking, like, maybe he might be able to go free, and then he slashes the God damn. Damn. And then, Raphaelius is going to uh, go outside where I'm assuming there's somebody, what, a flower, or an adornishment. <laughs> yeah, there's a flower Anybody? waiting there. And say, bring me Doc Smartel. Uh, the flower nods and then prances off. Um, this flower is going to make his way to the Grand Library of King's Landing. Uh, this grand library stands where the Sept once did. Oh. Um, Good construction. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a nice, same, it's like the same reconstruction of the Sept, but now it is a grand library where Grand Meister Samuel Tarly I usually stays. The flower sneaks in, and I'm actually going to have you roll for this, Nick? Um, right. Even though it's the flower, roll using Silas's stats. Uh, yes. He is like my avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you roll to... Uh, I'm gonna have you roll plus focus. What the fuck is <laughs> with Dude, this? Wow. We, only, only Hadley has gotten a good roll today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna tell you to lo- level up. Just level up whoever you want. There's so many failures yet. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, that actually did get me experience. I only had two experience across the board, but now yeah. I have, I'm full. I'm full now. <laughs> <Perfect. Cool>. um, <laughs> all right. So this is how it happens. the The flower sneaks in, and he's he's standing. He's crouched behind a table that's covered in books and parchment. As we listen to Samuel Tarley and Dark Smartel, who are having a conversation. Interesting. I shouldn't be talking. (laughs) (laughs) I assume you are able to take a look at that sample of poison I was able to procure for you. As Samwell nods and heads to a tome across the library. Um, I did look at it. uh, And it seems you were right, but I'm not sure how you'd know so much information about this. Docs, I thought these people were long, long dead. <laughs> uh, as Samuel kind of nervously giggles. I am afraid that they are closer than we may think. As the flower peeks over the books, we see the tome that Samuel is holding has the long-forgotten symbol of House Blackfire. And with this sight, the flower freaks out and drops a couple of books, to which Docs Docs and Samuel immediately look up. The flower is able to regain his composure like he had just walked in and ran into the table. 
um, I apologize, uh, for intruding, sirs. Um, but Ruthelius Sand, uh, he, he wishes to speak with you. Uh, Docs. I'm sorry, 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 sir Martel. Uh, Prince Martel. As Docs has a smirk on his face as he walks over. He puts his hand firmly on the flower. As he says, Go on, then. Guide me. And that's where we'll end this session for today. <laughs> oh, shit. Cliffhairs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. That was some meaty scenes. Yeah. We totally, we organized these episodes like a Game of Thrones episode. It's cool. Yeah. 